Welcome to the Soft Life with Sadie Baddies. Sadie Baddies is the antidote to mental health stigma, and this podcast is hosted by yours truly, Priscilla O. Adjman. We are a virtual sanctuary centering Black and multiracial people, and we prioritize the mental and emotional nourishment that is the foundation of collective healing in our communities. Thank you for being here. Happy 2024, baddies. Welcome back to the Soft Life podcast. I have missed talking to you so much, and I hope that you are having a beautiful and a very optimistic point of view and mindset coming into this new year, this new month, and this new season. The last time we chatted was the end of November, right before the holiday buzz really started to kick in. And quite honestly, there was just so many activities happening at the same time, week after week, back to back. And your girl was, she was being, you know, pulled in multiple directions. So I'm really glad to have some more time to just be present and grounded and centered. And I feel so much more recharged and ready to take on this new year. So the last few weeks, of course, were the holiday seasons, Christmas, New Year's. We had a really lovely, intimate um, New Year's get together with our closest um, friends and loved ones, which was a great way to kick off. Spent a lot of time with family, a lot of time visiting family um, in New Jersey, in New York for the last few weeks and celebrated my mom's birthday. It was just a really wholesome and celebratory time. So I hope that you had a soft and a lovely holiday season. And if you didn't have a, a a great holiday or, you know, your Christmas wasn't the best or New Year's wasn't the best, I just want to remind you that you're not alone. And so many of us have a lot of challenges during the holiday season for so many reasons. It could bring up triggers. It can make you be around people you don't want to be around. And I just want to help you to I want to remind you that it is okay if you do not have the best, you know, month or the last few weeks of 2023. It is a new season, a new year, and you have the opportunity to change the landscape of what your year looks like. So today we have a very special announcement. We are going to be hosting the Soft Black Girl Club Social Club, which is a social club based in Charlotte, North Carolina. We are going to be hosting their first webinar of the year, which is A Journey to Self-Love. And the Soft Black Girl Club is a social club that is a vibrant and inclusive community that's dedicated to celebrating and empowering Black women based in Charlotte. The Soft Black Girl Club focuses on fostering a space of positivity, support, and Essentially, they aim to amplify the voices and experiences of soft Black girls, aka individuals who embrace their vulnerability, resilience, and authenticity. Through their engaging events, discussions, and shared stories, members of the Soft Black Girl Social Club connect, uplift, and build a network that embraces the beauty and strength found in softness. Join the movement and be a part of the community that celebrates the unique and powerful essence of soft Black girlhood. So we are going to be hosting this event tonight at 6 p.m. from 6.30 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And in the link in our bio, you'll have access to our coupon code where you can use SaudiBaddies15 for 15% off of your tickets. So tickets are still on sale, 
but they will be closing shortly today since the event is later today. So I hope to see you there. A few of you have already signed up. Actually, quite a few of you have signed up already. So I'm so excited to see so many saddie baddies and um, just be in the space of sisterhood and community and connection. So today we're going to be talking about something a little bit different. I know I talk a lot about self-improvement and pursuing your goals and resetting as well as, you know, deeper topics such as, you know, depression, anxiety, going through a breakup, traumatic work experiences. But one thing that we don't always talk about is quitting. Quitting has such a bad rep. And I personally think quitting can be such a healthy practice. And I want to really dive into why quitting is not always a bad idea. How do you know it's time to quit something? And also, we're going to be diving into what a pivot is, how to pivot with ease, and last but not least, how to end the how to start your year softly. So going into why quitting gets such a bad rep, I personally feel like quitting is actually not that bad. And there's so much value that we can learn from quitting. Quitting can be such a powerful catalyst for adaptability. And there's this notion that winners never quit or winners never give up which may be true, but I personally like to say that winners know when to pivot. Sometimes when you quit something, you are actually stepping into a better and bolder version of yourself. Quitting can be really challenging, but it's also sometimes a fulfilling practice of remembering your self-worth. And typically when you do quit something, you're stepping away from an experience, a person, or an environment that no longer serves you And that alone is an act of self-love. There are so many growth opportunities from quitting, from saying no, from saying this no longer serves me. And I think that quitting can also be a platform and a launch pad for you to learn from your mistakes. Sometimes when we have made a mistake or we made, we took a detour from a path that we might have carved out for ourselves and realized that it wasn't for us. Quitting can be such a powerful way to acknowledge those mistakes or those missteps and turn them into something valuable, turn them into learning experiences. I also think that quitting highlights the art of detachment and learning how to let go so that you're able to invite what is more aligned for you. I have talked about quitting in previous episodes, namely in our Embracing Your Flop era episode that was all about quitting but also failure and I think we have such a fixed point of view about failure and success especially in our generation and our society but we forget that failure is so healthy failure and quitting and detouring is so healthy and it's so human of us to do those things because when you are able to Accept where you have fallen off and be self-aware enough to realize, hey, this is actually not working for me. That is an opportunity to shift your perspective. So I want to talk about some of the things that I've quit and why, because there is really no better teacher than telling yourself and telling other people too sometimes that, hey, this is actually not working for me. 
I'm going to leave. (laughs) I'm going to quit. I'm going to move on. I'm going to let go. I'm going to detach from this in a healthy way, of course, Um, because there's definitely a component to quitting, which could be avoidant, right? Avoiding responsibilities, avoiding vulnerability, avoiding connections. But we're talking about quitting in the framework of uh, otherwise healthy environment. So first, I'm going to talk about some of the jobs or the career paths that I've decided to quit. Um, I've mentioned this a couple of episodes ago, but I quit my first job out of grad school because it was a very, very toxic work environment for me. And I decided to quit because I knew I was being mistreated. I knew I was being abused um, by my supervisor and my director at the time. And I also knew that I deserved more. I knew that I deserved more money. I deserved more opportunity. I deserved a better work environment, literally. And I was like, no, actually, this is not good enough for me. And that's that's on having standards for yourself. And that's on understanding your self-worth. So quitting my first job at first was very daunting because I knew I was going to get some backlash from it. However, when I actually followed through and and just put in my two weeks, it was the most liberating thing I've ever done for myself, for my 24-year-old self that did not have tons of, you know, thousands of dollars saved up. I quit. I did have a new opportunity already lined up when I did quit, but it was at the point where even if I hadn't had that opportunity lined up, I would have quit anyway. It was getting to the point, it was just so unbearable that I had to leave that situation. I had to leave that environment and trust that God in the universe was going to not only carry me, but I was also going to take inspired action to have a proper outcome, a better outcome for myself. Another area I want to discuss of what I've quit and why are ending toxic friendships. Toxic friendships are one of the things that I think we are so quick to quit, but sometimes we don't realize why we're quitting a toxic friendship. If someone has disrespected you, if someone has called you out of your character, if someone is lying to you or lying about you, if someone is showing that they are not able to be reciprocate the same love and care and tenderness that you give to them, that is an opportunity to not necessarily, okay, I'm going to just leave this friendship, but it's it's time for you to decide if you want to continue allowing this person to take up space in your life. And I do think that there are signs that a friendship is toxic. There are red flags in a friendship. We have a great episode on friendship and relationship red flags, yellow flags, and green flags. So definitely check that out if you are curious about what that looks like. But I've definitely ended and quit friendships. I have communicated why I am no longer able to be friends with someone in a really succinct and clear and cohesive way. And I've moved on from that friendship. And sometimes it's not that deep. Sometimes it's not as deep as you, you know, feeling all of this animosity towards this person or resentment or anger. Sometimes, sometimes those friendships ends because they run its course, or sometimes those friendship ends because there's betrayal or disrespect. And I do think that betrayal and disrespect are major red flags in a friendship where if you've at least tried to talk to that person once or twice, and they're not understanding, or they refuse to 
amend their behavior, you do have a choice to cut them off and not have that person to be this part of your life that is detrimental to you. And again, I encourage you to go back to that episode of uh, relationship and friendship, red flags and green flags and yellow flags, because there's so much nuance to ending a friendship or quitting a friendship or relationship. Furthermore, when talking about relationships in general, especially if you're dating, you have to know when to walk away at the first sign of disrespect. The first sign of disrespect, the first sign of distrust, you have to learn how to walk away from that. So quitting romantic relationships or um, situationships that no longer serve you. This year, we saw a lot of people list out their ins and outs of 2023. We also had our own list, which is quite iconic, if you ask me. And a lot of people put their out for 2003 as situationships. And Again, it really depends on the person. Sometimes a situationship is that kind of in-between liminal space that you might need in a in a romantic partnership and you do whatever works best for you. But again, this is more about how that person treats you, not necessarily the label or titling the relationship. It's really how they treat you. And if you feel disrespected by that person, if they're not honest with you, if they do not respect your boundaries, if they... Um, do not treat you with tenderness and care if they lie to you, if they do not make time for you. That is an opportunity to also decide if you want to continue that relationship or walk away and quit and say, hey, this is not working for me. This is not good enough for me. Or this can also be an opportunity for you to rediscover and redefine what you need in that relationship. So relationships, friendships are often things that we I have been open to quitting and have quit before. And last but not least, some habits that I've quit. Habits is one of the things that is probably the hardest to quit because it's subconscious behavior that we have embedded because we're doing the same thing day to day to day. So I have quit not being active. There was a time in my life where I was not exercising. I was not working out. I was not lifting weights. I was not doing anything active. I was just vibing. Like essentially, I just was not moving much at all, minus walking, you know, here and there and and just running errands and stuff. I just wasn't a very active person. And prior to, I would say around 2020 is when I decided I don't want to be the person who is not, who does not have a workout routine. I'm going to quit not being active. I'm going to quit being inactive. And that really changed my life. It changed my relationship to movement. It would change my relationship to exercise in general. So I quit being inactive. I also am someone that often will take breaks from um, drinking alcohol. I am not completely like a dry, sober person. I'll be honest with you. I do have a glass of wine here and there. I'm a social kind of I guess, alcohol consumer. So I will occasionally just go months without drinking anything, any alcohol at all. And it helps me to reevaluate my relationship with alcohol. It helps me to not look at it as this, this thing that's a constant variable in my life. And it allows me to say, okay, how is alcohol making me feel right now? Is it something that I still 
am enjoying because I enjoy going to cocktail bars and I live in New York City and there's a cocktail bar like on every corner. And it's something that interests me, right? The flavor components, the the, the um, presentation of the cocktail, the the notes, there's an art form to it, just like cooking or baking. Um, however, there are some negative effects of, of alcohol as well, right? So being aware of what your vices are, maybe your, your vice is cannabis, maybe your vice is tobacco, maybe your vice is um, something else. And I think being able to detach from your vices is a really good practice. Even if you it's something that you find to be harmless, right? It's always a good idea to take a break and maybe take temporary breaks from quitting or stopping that habit. And another habit that I have broken or another um, another area of my life in a habit behavior that I have quit on occasion is taking social media breaks. So I will take social media breaks throughout the year. And this is really to help me to come back from if I'm feeling like a burnout cycle, I will take a break from social media I will stop, you know, engaging on social media. I'll probably just delete the app from my phone for a few weeks or a few days and really just come back to the present world because as great as it is to connect virtually, sometimes we can lose sight of what's real and what's important. So taking social media breaks has always been a good way for me to, again, look at how this, this, um, activity or behavior is affecting me and reevaluate how I want to continue using this device or app or, you know, et cetera. And last but not least, I have quit accepting the bare minimum. I used to accept the bare minimum, especially when I was in my early 20s, and I really didn't have any guidance on what it meant to have high standards. And I say high standards in your work life, your career, in your relationships, in your friendships, and what you eat, what you consume, what you put on your body, how you show up in the world. I didn't understand that you had to design this life for yourself and you had to design a value system that coincides with your lifestyle. I learned that through trial and error. There's no rule book to it. I mean, there might be some books about it, of course, but truly I learned how to stop accepting the bare minimum because I was getting, I was giving so much, but getting so little in return. And that's because I kept receiving it and receiving, you know, the half-ass effort, receiving the half-ass like commitment to things. And once I realized that I didn't have to continue living in that way and living in that manner, it really helped me to reshape my relationship to, again, this all goes back to self-worth. So Quitting, accepting the bare minimum might be a new challenge um, for you maybe this year or something that you've embraced earlier on, but it really will change the way that you show up in the world. So here are some signs that you might be ready to quit yourself. Um, It might be something that you, a practice, a, a situation, a relationship, an environment that you're ready to let go of. And some things are just really gut feelings. Gut feelings are signals to our soul. It signals when we might need to leave or move through an environment that is no longer serving us. So the first sign that you might be ready for a pivot 
or you might be ready to quit something is that number one, you are ready for a change. So when you keep getting that gut feeling that, okay, this is, this is something that I want to change. I don't like this anymore. This is not how this is not working for me anymore. And I need something new. That is one of the first signs that you are probably on the path to quitting or at least pivoting um, when it comes to your habits or your relationships or your environment. Number two is if you've already given it your all. So if you've given it a try, you've given the relationship a try, you've given the person you're dating a try, you've given um, that job a try, you've given the city that you live in a try. Um, maybe you live in LA and you realize that you hate it or you live in New York and you realize it's not for you. It is now up to you, you know, to pivot and you've given it, a, you've given it a go. And it's not like you've been avoidant and you haven't given it a shot. You have tried your best. That is one of the, the next signs that it might be time to pivot. And number three is that if you're no longer feeling curious, inspired, or motivated, and this goes for the job that you're working at or working or the career that you might have, if you're an entrepreneur and you've been selling maybe beauty care or skincare products for the last 10 years, and you're just no longer curious about finding new ways to apply it, you're no longer curious about your customers, you're no longer inspired by what you're creating or motivated, maybe it's time to pivot and quit and move towards something that is more aligned for you. And these are all, again, just gentle nudges. This is not saying that if you have a great successful business or a great successful relationship that you should just pack everything up and be like, all right, I'm bored because there is an ebb and flow, right? And a stable and experts and, you know, therapists always say, for example, when it comes to relationships, there is an ebb and flow. There is a time where your relationship might feel really boring because it's so stable. That does not necessarily mean you need to quit or leave your partner. That probably means y'all need a date night. Y'all need to have some romance. You guys need to switch it up. You need to have something that's a little bit different out of your routine. Maybe instead of going to the same restaurant you always go to, you go to the other side of the city or the other side of town. You take a road trip, day trip. I mean, there's so many ways to spice up a long-term, you know, relationship that just is starting to feel dull or stale. But this specific, you know, signal of no longer feeling curious or inspired or motivated, that can also be a sign that you're exhausted. It could be burnout. It could also be your body's way of asking for rest. So again, nuance is really important. And also having intuition and telling the difference between being ready to quit something versus needing to take a break is so essential. So again, the three signs that you might be ready to pivot is that you might be ready for a change. You are ready for a change. You're seeking change. Number two, you've given it your all. You've tried the thing. You've tried the city. You've tried the place. You've tried the, the partner. It's not working. And number three, if you're no longer curious, inspired, or motivated. Okay, so now let's talk about pivoting with ease. So pivoting is one of my favorite things to do. I'm also a Sagittarius, which is a mutable sign. And mutable signs are notorious for loving change and being extremely adaptable, hence mutable, the mutability of our astrology signs. So I 
am very, very open to change. I'm very open to switching up what I'm wearing, switching up my nail, the the nail uh, design that I get. I'm very open to switching up my hair. I change my hairstyle like every few months. I'm I'm like a completely different person. <laughs> I have so many different, I wouldn't call them um, alter egos, but I have so many different personas based on what I need. And like, you know, if I'm going to an event versus if I'm going on a date or if I'm hanging out with family or if I'm doing, you know, a speaking engagement, I'm going to have a different kind of appearance for each. Um, so yeah, if you're somebody that is like open to change, this, this is for you. Or if you're not open to change, this is also for you because this can encourage you to take those baby steps. So pivoting with ease is all about being open to alternative paths. So it's all about taking the road less traveled. Um, it's all about being open to the, the unknown being curious and and inspired by the unknown. So when you pivot with ease, you're actually excited to to embrace something that is unknown where you do not know the outcome yet. Um, That is a mindset shift that can help you to take on something that's a little bit challenging. For example, if you're living in Atlanta or you're living in, say, Austin, Texas, but you really want to move to Miami or New York or L.A., that actually excites you. The fact that you don't know everything about that city, you don't know anyone there, you don't know, or maybe you don't know a lot of people there, um, that might actually excite you. And that's going to help you to pivot more smoothly when you get excited about the unknown instead of you, instead of you having fear-based thinking about the unknown, when you have a curiosity-based thinking about the unknown, you're so more, much more open to alternative paths. Another key factor of pivoting with ease is to take what you already know and build on that. I call this the antidote to imposter syndrome because I guarantee whatever skill or say you're applying for a job, perfect example, you're applying for a job and you look at the job description and it looks like you only have about 80% of the skill set and the criteria. You are not going to count yourself out just because you only have 80% of that skill set and criteria. What you're going to do is you're going to take that 80% and run with it. (laughs) Okay. You're not even supposed to have 100% of that skill set because that means that that job, six months in, you're going to be bored to death. You're going to know all the systems already. You're going to know everything's going to feel like it's on autopilot because you probably chose a role that was not challenging enough for you to begin with. So when you take what you already know and build on it, this defeats imposter syndrome. So say you are really skilled when it comes to digital marketing or advertising, and there's still some things in some areas that you are curious about. Take your knowledge base and build on that. Make, you know, design what it is that you really want to learn and what you are seeking, what information or skill set you're seeking, and see how you can build on that so that you are strengthening your knowledge base. And that's going to actually provide a lot of comfort for you when you take that next leap. Last but not least is carving out your own lane. And I say this all the time, eyes on your own paper, because when you carve out your own lane, you're not worried about if your outcome is going to look the same as this person's outcome. When you carve out your own lane, you're not worried about, okay, well, my life doesn't look like this person I follow on YouTube or Instagram or TikTok. So I'm doing it wrong. When you carve out your own lane, you are not bothered by the perspectives 
or the appearances of other people because you are focused on your own lane. You have eyes on your own paper and that is going to help you pivot even more because you're not worried about rejection and fear and judgment. And um, last but not least, I just want to encourage you again, if you are starting the year off softly and you're thinking about how you want to, you know, pivot into this new year, you don't have to rush and do all of these um, New Year's Day or New Year's Eve rituals and do the vision board and do all of these things are going to take time. And honestly, when you flow into the natural course of nature, spring is when the the real beginnings happen, happen. March, April, at least on the East Coast, that's when the real newness of the season will start to kick in. I know for a fact for me, when it's Pisces season, when it's like around that March, April time, I feel this burst of energy come out. And it's because I spent a lot of the winter reflecting, recharging, reflecting on the years, uh, previous years, highs and lows and the lessons learned. Um, One way I love to do this is doing video journaling, which I just started. I did like a video of myself talking to myself um, in third person, which is like a little weird, but it really does help you to, again, shift your perspective. And I did a video of all of the things that I want to call into 2024. I did this on the last day of December. And I also journal almost, you know, every other day. There's so many ways to do this like reflection practice, but you can spend as much time as you need here. You do not have to completely reboot your life just because it's January 3rd or 4th or it's the first week of it's the first week of the month. So everything has to be in order. Little by little, when you start to embrace softness, you're not forcing yourself to get all of these things done on your to-do list. You're actually listening to your body's natural rhythm and you are honoring what your needs are. So this might also be like you asking for help, reprioritizing tasks, um, you know, just practicing slowness and you will eventually find your groove when it comes to starting this year off on a strong, a strong note. I mean, you do not have to even start off strong, start off in the pace, in the rhythm that makes most sense for you in your life. Um, I also encourage you to, you know, do a reset, make room for what's new and what's in store. I just did a reset actually earlier today. I just did like a deep clean of my belongings, my closet, my wardrobe. I got rid of a lot of things. I'm going to be giving a lot of things away and putting some things up in storage. So just having that really adaptable mindset of resetting and clearing out what is in the way and taking up too much space, whether it's physical, emotional, mental, whatever it is, and letting go and making room for what's in store. So just a few reminders before we wrap up. I just want to remind you that I know it can be really scary and intimidating to take a leap of faith or to quit something or to pivot especially quitting something, someone or somewhere that's holding you back, but feel the fear and do it anyway. Feel the fear of the unknown and do it anyway, pursue it anyway. And if there is something that you've been wanting to quit, trust that the universe is gently and softly guiding you and making an exit strategy for what you want to quit or who you want to quit or where you want to quit can also help you a lot. And 
If you want to know more about creating an exit strategy, we have a really great breakdown of that in our other episode, Embracing Your Flop Era. We also have some related episodes um, beyond Embracing Your Flop Era. There's also Getting Unstuck, um, Inspired Action versus Goal Setting, and then Developing a Growth Mindset and Challenging Limiting Beliefs and so much more. So again, happy 2024, baddies. I'm sending you so much love, and I hope that this year is off to a beautiful start for you, and I will see you soon. And don't forget the tickets in our bio for the Soft Black Girl Social Club event tonight at 6.30 p.m. And, of course, for the self-care guide, My Journey to Self-Love, so many of you have been downloading it for the new year, and I'm so excited. We are also going to be running a sale on the self-care guide, so the link will be in our bio so you can also get 20% off of our self-care guide for our podcast listeners. And I'm sending you mad love and stay soft. Introducing Saudi Baddie's very first product, My Journey to Self-Love, the ultimate self-care guide by Saudi Baddies. Your transformational self-care journey starts right here. We've created the ultimate self-care guide just for you with over 60 pages designed to help you discover wellness routines and practices that actually fit your fast-paced lifestyle. Designed to be completed within eight weeks, this self-care guide encourages you to take simple, practical steps through introspection and awareness to deepen your self-discovery and healing journey.
To stay connected, join Sadi Baddies on Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, and more, and sign up for our monthly newsletter on sadibaddies.com to stay in the loop. Sending you hella love and stay soft, baddie. Thank you.